All right, we're going to have to cut all that. Yep. That's yeah, good, though. Good, Matt. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Were you watching my mouth? No. I No. <laughs> like, as soon as I started talking, I went like this, and I saw you going, uh. <laughs> and I was like, whoops. Fucking Flip. perfect. I may have to clip that part out. <laughs> okay. Welcome back to the Jojatorium. You know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. We're decaying with the boys. And we are, as expected, just like Joe Exotic's continued jail stay. So we have some great things coming up. And Adam's going to let you know about the next stop on the Bash Brew Beer Fest Tour 2021. Yeah, so we wanted to promote the North Hills Homebrew Fest, the fourth one, 2021, to the Pittsburgh Shrine Center Pavilion in Cheswick, PA. So tickets are on sale now. VIP tasting goes from 1 to 2 p.m. And then from 2 to 4 is the public event tasting. Uh, I think they're going to have judges on site. And then there's the crowd vote as well. So uh, if you want to see ticket pricing or want any information on the event, it's at theseriousshriners.org. Or check out North Hills Homebrew Fest on Facebook. Yes. And like every other event that we get to be involved in or happens in Pittsburgh, you have to get your tickets because it will sell out yeah i think this is the like first homebrew fest of the season so this one probably will be really popular I would, yeah I, I would hope especially because all these homebrews are just like foaming and i mouth. think i mean i think this one sold out every year yeah prior like mm-hmm. prior to everything going away for a while i hear so. it's a banger too it's, it's like, supposed to be awesome it's gonna be our first one i'm, yeah. I'm really excited so if you want to see us uh come on out where you know uh, adam's gonna be pouring and i'll be walking around doing my thing because uh, i think you only have one person assistant on this one right so I think it's going to be the one where I'm I'm hanging out. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be me, you, and Lori. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's able to go. So okay. I think yeah. I think you'll be. So uh, just off top, gotta to acknowledge one thing. We're having a lot of fun, but everyone, if you haven't known yet, Joey Jordanson of Slipknot fame has passed away at age 46. Uh, dude is a complete legend. Um, music traverses uh, several uh, significant eras in in hard rock and heavy metal. Uh, first show I ever went to, I went to Ozfest in 2004 where they were the headliner on the second stage, uh, blew me away and the the cause of death isn't out yet, but man, Joey Jordanson leaving us, that's tough. Yeah. Uh, truly like my first like drummer I really liked. I was really into guitar players and singers like when I was a teenager, but Joey was like the drummer I really liked. Like everybody was in the dream theater and like Portnoy's God, blah, blah. I was like, nah, give me. Give me Joey Jordison all day. Yeah. Plus, like in interviews and stuff, he seemed like a really fun dude to just like have a couple drinks with. Yeah. And uh yeah, it sucks. He was and he's my favorite member, so I'm not yeah. out of everybody who's my down. favorite. Yeah, he's the least annoying. Yeah. Hands down. And I mean his, now yeah. his replacement, Jay Weinberg's my favorite. Like, oh, yeah. It, it, he yeah. was like I, I just like the drummer in that band so much. Like yes. when he left, I was crushed. I was like, I gonna fucking hate whoever replaces him now. Jay's in there. I'm like yeah. Uh, Jay Weinberg's pretty goddamn good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you it's like you replaced God with Jesus. It was pretty yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, we'll miss Joey Jordanson, of course. Uh, other bands he's been known for, uh, Murder Dolls. He did a lot of stuff for Wednesday 13, his uh, solo stuff, Scar the Martyr. Um, then he did all the things for Slipknot. What am I missing here? Uh, uh, Vimic. Vimic. Yep. Vimic. I mean, uh, Joey was hey, – if you check out Joey Jordanson's tracks on the Roadrunner United album. They're sick. Yeah, absolutely You can catch sick. all of this in one place. I was ch- – yeah. Browsing through Spotify today, there is a This Is Joey Jordison playlist oh. already with all of those bands, including the Roadrunner Wonderful. United stuff he produced. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check it out. It was up there yesterday by the time I was going out last night. Yeah. I was listening to it. Yeah. So they got on it real quick and got everything he was involved with. That's cool, man. I had I had Murder Dolls blasting for the last two days. Fucking love that band. Um, so... Got, you got to shift gears. You got to go into a different direction. And first and foremost, uh, I'm really happy that the um, the creators of South Park are buying Casa Bonita. <laughs> uh, Matt and Trey Parker, uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, two of the funniest people in history. Great writers, great producers. South Park is legendary. It never stops. It's on like season 40 or some crap right. like that. And to know that Casa Bonita is like actually a thing. I didn't. Yeah, no yeah. idea it was actually a thing. Where's it at? I well, I, honestly, everything I do is based out of Colorado. Yeah, so I'm going to assume imagine. it's in Colorado. Uh, just just watching Cartman like we're going to make a trip there just to jump off the waterfall. <laughs> I imagine the waterfalls in there too. Yeah, and I bet you too if they buy it, they're going to have to have people on site like, listen, don't jump off the fucking rocks. Don't run around and eat people's food off of tables and make your best Cartman impression. Leave everything alone. I know what we're doing for my 40th birthday. Absolutely. <laughs> we're traveling out west. <laughs> oh, the other thing, too. I got to see – I went to uh, – I live in a very small town. I got to go to this event, Adam, and it was uh, it was church-focused. It's like very like small-town church. And I saw uh, the hot girl at the bar. Which, okay, yeah, but it's 11 a.m. on a Sunday outside with 95-degree heat and 95% humidity. And she decided to wear her best uh, cocktail dress and Stiletto Hills while walking in the to grass. To a church event. To a church There's event. There's always one. There's and always it's the one. only reason to even go there and be miserable in the first yeah. place. So they just, there it is. Uh, there's a sermon. I didn't realize it. <laughs> I was preaching to that. Yeah. I was praying to something. Uh, but... Just, you can't do that. <laughs> just don't do that. You know, just don't, you can't wear, first off, it's science. You can't wear something sharp and walk on something soft. Right. I just don't get that. But, I mean, thanks for saving my son. I just, I disagree with Matt. Go ahead and do that. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of go ahead and doing things, uh, we like to feature local beers here. And I'm so happy because I've been away from the Jojitorium and the Brew Lab for brew days, but Adam keeps punching out great stuff. So he decided to uh, give me a little treat today. So Adam, what are we drinking? Yeah, so we're drinking some self-serving uh, bash brew here. Uh, we are drinking the Jason Sleeping Bag, which is our toasted marshmallow smash IPA. Coming in at 6% on this batch. Uh, we made it a little lighter since we did it in the middle of the summer. Um, and this will be featured the day before you guys are all listening to this at the Schoolkill County Beer Festival. Uh, with 412 but we also have it on tap here in the jojitorium for the next couple weeks so come by stop by and try it if you want it's uh it turned out really well it's hoppier than my last edition of it i think because i went lighter on the malt but the marshmallow i think is still in there you still get the toasted char from the marshmallow too um i'm really enjoying it and i think the hops will settle down in like a week or so yeah this is pretty fresh we just kegged it six Mm -hmm. days ago so and I'm lucky enough to go over here and get a pint. And you can, too. If you just follow Adam at Bash underscore Brew, you can see 
uh, what beers are being released in the Jojitorium, you can always slide into our DMs and catch up with us. Uh, and I can agree with you, Adam. This is definitely a little hoppier than the last batch, but I think what's playing well here is the hops are really pushing the marshmallow forward. So I actually get more marshmallow flavor this time than I did in the last batch, but I love the balance that it has with the more of a bite of a hop. So good job on this, man. Yeah, so to get into real nerdy stuff, a smash IPA is a single malt and a single hop. Mm -hmm. So we also switched the single malt up from last time. Uh, last time it was a, an American two-row base malt. I think Brees made it. And now we went with an English uh, base malt, which is, oh, crap, I forgot. Yeah. It's okay. I can really but, taste yeah. the revolution in this one. Everybody knows the English. Well, there's one good English yeah. base malt for this kind of beer. And we have it. Yeah. Bitches. So, uh, <laughs> use that. And then our single hop was Idaho 7, yeah. all the way through, including a dry hop. Yep. So. And it, it's Idaho 7 from the front taste of the back taste, and it just plays really well, man. You did a good job on I'll this. just warn you up front. I am having brain fog like yeah. crazy. Like names are escaping me. And what's cool about that is that we're going to have a very name-heavy episode. I remember. It's Mars Otter. There you go. Like, Mar that's the malt. It just, it, you're like a lawnmower that's kind of low on gas. Yeah. You got to keep pulling the string, and eventually you're going to be fine, just man. Just shooting you black got smoke everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> got to change it. Got to put more oil in it. So, Adam, we have to talk about Fight for the Fallen. Uh, this is... Uh, yeah, we have to. We have to. So, we had two fantastic nights of Fighter Fest, night one, night two. Night one, I think, far superior to night two. That was not... That night two was a slouch. And I really think... And yeah. night two came along with all the freaking news of all the great debuts coming yeah. all week. It was a oh, great week for AEW last Absolutely. week. Last week. <laughs> and then, they decided to lay this turd. And I'm going to say that because there, there's... Bright spots, but lots of shadows. So we're going to just jump in it. We're going to go through this. Uh, it was a two-hour basic cable card. It was supposed to be their their that road rager thing that they're trying to do, like get all these nice like like in front of fans. Right. The, the crowd was great, especially the big that. markets. The crowd was really yeah. good. Uh, because so the crowd gave me goosebumps, especially in this first match. It's an elimination match where it was the super elite, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and the Good Brothers taking on Hangman Adam Page, uh, Dark Orders, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds. And I can just say that watching, not so much the elite, I thought they're, them coming out, they were the Toon Squad from Space Jam, yeah. which was okay. Um, had, to, had to get that promo money, you know. Of course, yeah. Um, but... Hangman Adam Page and the Dark Order coming out, absolute chills. First thing I was going to say, like, that entrance happened, and then everything else on the rest of the car was downhill from there. Like, th th they started so freaking hot yeah. with that, with the everybody has a little cowboy in them kind of, like, heave-ho thing, and then they all came out in the bandanas. Page switched his trunks up with, like, the Dark Order colors. So it cool. was awesome. Yeah, and everyone does the Dark Order sign, and he still gives the one-gun salute up top. So good. And then after that... It just went, like you said, it went downhill. So the elimination match, just just to say right now, uh, the elite beat Hangman, Adam Page, and the Dark Order in this match. But the implications here were pretty great when it came to uh, the winner. So if Hangman, Page, and the Dark Order would have won this match, Page would have had his title match with Omega and a team from the Dark Order, probably John Silver, uh, and Alex, Alex Reynolds would have the tag team match against the Young Bucks, which both his matches would have been incredible. But unfortunately, we did not have that. Um, and now we're kind of stuck in a limbo. I, I think you're sacrificing the Dark Order's tag team match 
in this for a bigger match. For yeah. a bigger match, and I think you're still going to see Hangman Page take on Kenny Omega. But let's talk about those matches a little bit. It was still an easy way to get to your next pay per view, though, with two solid matches, and you could have de- like at some point in this match, Omega had the belt and was going to hit Page. You could have DQ'd him. Like you didn't have to pin yeah. Omega like to eliminate him. Yeah. I think they should have DQ'd him or all got DQ'd. I don't know. That would have been dumb too. Not not all of them. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. There, there were cool spots in here where you could have made some different decisions, but I mean, I get it because you want the fans to really salivate, to really want to have this page and Omega match, which we already do. And it's not like I'm not going to want this match. I want this match. Right. Absolutely. Um, but <laughs> Doc Gallows is probably, I don't know, the, the worst, worst. <laughs> wrestler. The worst. Yeah. There were three different times people were jumping from high things and he's the tallest guy to yes. catch them and he two of them he wasn't paying attention the third one he just sucked <laughs> Stu grayson almost died <laughs> Stu grayson jumped into a pile of six people yeah. and nobody caught him everyone's like that's right cool. in the middle yeah it was like the fat crowd surfer the crack the fat stage diver yeah at concert. like, like no one's catching him boom the red sea parted and he fell yeah. also oh. too the botch that i thought about gallows was he took like a a pretty tame clothesline and he from the center of the ring like banana peeled walked to the uh, rope, rope to go over go. top to set up the spot where Stu Grayson almost died. Yeah, I think the first one was one of the Jacksons. I think Nick Jackson was doing a moonsault off the top, <laughs> and they were all like gathered in the yeah. gathered yeah, the in the thing net. fighting. Yeah, yeah. And he's still punching like John Silver in the head as Nick Jackson lands on his fucking oh. lands on top of Gallows. Yeah, he like didn't even didn't put his arms up. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, Gallo Gallows really. Uh, Gallows is really showing either he's tired or he just doesn't have it. Or they got a good bar in the back and he's yeah, having some cocktails. he's having fun. <laughs> uh, at least he came out this time with a hat that fits. I'll give him that much. Poor uh, shit. He's a fucking idiot sometimes, man. So my, my biggest problem with the match, which you'll laugh at, was yeah. that Colt Cabana wasn't in it. I really right. wanted Colt to be in. But I understand Dark Order has two tag teams already. Yeah. So makes yeah. sense to put them in. But uh, – so you say Cole Cabana, and I'm glad you said that because he just talked about taking on, I want to say it was, uh, if he were to sign over, Braun Strowman. On, his, on Cole Cabana's podcast, he said if Braun Strowman came over, he would love to be the first person to wrestle Braun Strowman. Nice. Yeah, so I mean, I think maybe, I, I don't know, Mark Henry's petitioning very hard for that, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But I don't know. I love Cole Cabana. I think he puts on a good show. He's always he's a career mid-carder, but for Christ's sake, he's fun. I like him a lot. Uh, so the botch fest from here uh, continues on with FTR taking on Proud and Powerful, Santana and Ortiz. Um, I'm just going to throw it out there. FTR uh, is traditional tag team. Santana or- and Ortiz are close to that. So this is these are two tag teams that kind of stick to traditional style tag team wrestling, which is cool. That's what I like. I like that. I like some spot stuff, but I really like the grindy tag in, tag out, good continuity stuff. But the continuity didn't mean shit here because it's, it's, it's cash, right? Yeah. Cash. Cash. Ripped his forearm. Yeah. It's, it was a spot. On the, on the turnbuckle. Like, I don't yeah. even, was it even a spot? It or was. was. he just standing there? Okay. So he was going for the superplex at that point. And okay. I think Santana's the one who interrupted it. And as he came down, everyone said it's a freak, freak incident where his arm came down and it hit that little eyelet. That twists in place. That's the, I think that's the actual turnbuckle. Like yeah. That's the, so the, yeah, yeah, the, the actual turnbuckle twist. bolt. Yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. Turnbuckle. That yeah. would make more sense. See, look, we're learning. 
And uh, he gashed himself uh, to the point where, like, one of the insiders I talked to who was at the match said that after the match, people from the back had to come over and clean off all three turnbuckle guards. It, it looked rough when they, like, just shot two on the yeah. floor real quick. I saw a little, like, terrible cell phone camera footage of it. Yeah. It looked like a lot of red. Lot I mean, it was real blood. blurry, but it looked, yeah. like, yeah, pretty I think, serious. I think that's why AEW has black mats on the outside yeah. uh, to cover some of the shit up. So... Of course, they rushed to the finish from there. Yeah. Uh, old Dax. Dax hit a brain buster in the ring. Old lukewarm Steve Bussin <laughs> with his double knee braces. He's like the fat baby version. <laughs> like if Stone Cold Steve Austin got put in a babyality, that, that's, yeah. you get Dax. <laughs> if we were playing like if we were playing like Taboo, I'd just look at you like, baby body knee braces, and you'd be like, Dax, Dax. <laughs> <laughs> he hit, that, uh, hit a cool slide. That was cool. Yeah. They hit a brain buster, which is pretty clean, and ended the match. I mean, clearly it had to happen. Yeah. It was just a bummer because I was yeah. really looking forward to this match. I like both. Both of these teams were almost on my Mount Rushmore. Um, yeah. Lucha Brothers took it, but these guys were real. Both of these teams were really close. It was really good, man. Like, it was it was a good match up until that all happened. I hope to see them go at it again, like, like with more stakes involved, you know. Um, so, we move on to some other things that happened here. Um this card became kind of a throwaway at this point because you had the IWGP United States Championship on the line. Uh, Lance Archer defending against uh, Hikaleo. Am I saying that right? Yeah, that's how I would say it. Hikaleo? Yeah. I, I would say uh, where the heck were Hikaleo's brothers at? Yeah. I'll take Tomatonga over this. Yeah, this was, this was Lance Archer. We didn't want you, Hikaleo. <laughs> yeah. Lance Archer coming out with King, ha- oh, King Haku coming out was yeah, his awesome. Dad, his dad. So that's all Sick. three of the Yeah. The, uh, it's uh, Hikaleo's dad and the Gorilla's Destiny, which are yeah. the Tonga Fantastic. brothers in yeah. New Japan. I was like, uh, could we get anybody but this guy? Yeah. And I get they probably picked him because he was the tall. Like he's yeah, matches taller up than Lance wise. Archer, yeah. which was weird to see because Lance Archer, like in everything I've seen so far, he's towered over everybody. Right. So, but you could definitely see that Hikaleo was just really green. He's, Super green. he's green, and Lance Archer really showed you how skilled he was. In this match, uh, good spots from Lance Archer. Uh, okay sales from Hikaleo, yeah. I think. And just a lot of setup. Like, a lot yeah. of time to get to the spots. Just yeah. wasn't as smooth as that. And it's coming off that great Moxley match, which was, I, I think, match of the card Absolutely. last Wednesday. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. it's it's a tough follow-up for Lance Archer, but... It is. It really is. I, I, He's got I, uh, Tanahashi next. Yeah, which is awesome. And here's the thing. I was reading some stuff this morning about people getting, like, all pissed off about AEW signing, like, release talent. I was like, do you realize that right now... Like, yeah, you sign with AEW, but quintessentially, when you sign with AEW, you sign with Impact, NWA, New Japan Pro. So you, you basically sign one contract, and you can wrestle in yeah. all these different promotions. Yeah, and how many Marco stunts do you want? Like, there's not that much left on the right. scene. And, and the and the, I'm excited for the next wave whenever it happens, but right now, that wave got scooped up by, like, MLW, NWA. Like, and AEW did a great job, and they're starting to farm their own talent now, so they don't need to go pick off the indies. Right. Um, so shut up. I mean, it's like, what do you want? Do you want good wrestling or do you just want MLW B steam all the time? It's similar to when I see people complain about what breweries do with their beer and it's like, Oh, this, this place does so many sours. It's like, well, it's a business and it's their business. So if that's selling, that's their prerogative to, to, to make what sells. So AEW's prerogative is to get wrestlers that sell tickets, that sell pay-per-views. So if you want to go play Booker and go play, Roster management, go fucking start your own company. Yeah. See how that works out for you. Yeah. yeah, sign sign a bunch of fat guys that w- 
work at your VFW down the road that train for a year that you'll love to cheer for for $5 on Fridays yeah. and see how it works out for you. Dollar Core's Nightlight. And then you get Beer Barrel Billy coming out there and throwing terrible suplexes. Yeah. It's it. And not even to be that bitter, but if you want to see the guys you want signed coming off the indies, go support those indies. Go support Absolutely. that. Buy every shirt he's got on Pro Wrestling Tees. Like, right. Even if you don't wear it. Buy, if they only have smalls left, buy it because it's going to him. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, help like, them out. The other thing, too, is like how, how like everyone wants to celebrate. Like, How do you think MJF got up this way? That's what happened. People went and supported him in Beyond Wrestling, MLW. Oh, and his character was his, sick. His character was sick. Uh, he's but he's he living it. But he doesn't get to be where he is without good support. So, like you, like Adam said, if you like somebody in the indies, you better go out there and support him, especially now because it's hard to get recognized. There's so many wrestlers out there right now. I love – there's a – there's a – uh, Lady Frost and the Savage Gentleman. I love those guys. Yeah. You don't often get to see them do things outside of like YouTube indie stuff. Like right. I'd love to see. But all right, I digress. Lance Archer defeated uh, Hikaleo by pinfall after hitting the blackout. Uh, great, great win for Lance Archer to move on to even bigger matches now with the crossover with New Japan coming up. I think it's going to be great. And Lance Archer has to go to Japan for that match. So. Right. That could be another great instance where AEW broadcasts a New Japan Pro Wrestling match on American Airwaves, which only makes the sport better. So we move into the uh, match here. It's uh, Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus versus the Hardy Family Office and Helico, Isaiah Cassidy, and uh, Mark Quinn. So this one came on and I made a phone call because I had no freaking interest. Yeah, none. Luchasaurus is... Skip it for me. I could not disagree with you more because I think Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn are two of the lamest tag, tag wrestlers. I mean, I don't like them either. Ever. They came out dressed like the Hardy Boys. I did see that. I yes. was watching like out of Ugh. the corner of my eye, but yeah, I, I was. I'd rather watch Luchasaurus take on anybody than watch Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn come out and do like these half-assed tag team. Maneuvers. I'm not high on Luchasaurus and. It was against the grain, but I'm not high on Jungle Boy either. That's and it. but I totally agree with you on yeah. Isaiah and Mark Quinn. I do like in in Angelico though. I do. I, his yeah. submission ground stuff is pretty freaking yeah, cool. He kind of reminds me of Malenko. I just wish he would like go out on his do own and thing. like yeah, be yeah. a singles wrestler. He's not gonna though. Unfortunately, go against Ricky Starks or something. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah how about a Hardy Family Office versus? Because uh, I don't like I don't like that Jack Evans that he's. I don't like Jack Evans He's either. a botch machine. Yeah. He, sucks. he just hurts people. Uh, so, no spoilers here. Of course, the baby faces win. Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus win uh, by pinfall. But Christian Cage took a brass knuckle to the side of the head from the Blade. So, that'll be a cool match. I think Christian Cage and the Blade can put on a good show. Because the Blade is very underrated. I like him a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah and I think Christian Cage, of course, a the veteran. Bunny's not, the Bunny's not underrated. No. She's, she's there. The Bunny can always be there. <laughs> yeah. Where's but, the, I know you're uh, Twitter friends with him. Where yeah. the heck's the butcher at? You know, I tried talking to him the other day, and he was like, not now, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing they're on tour. Yes. They're over in Europe right now, okay. I think. Yeah. But <laughs> not now. It's 6 a.m. here. Not Matt. now. Come on. Relax. <laughs> uh, I'm still trying to get him on this podcast, by the way. I'm like constantly hounding him. He has responded once, and he was very sweet. So I don't want to. He's, he's a good dude. Um. So then we saw a feature match here. Uh, Thunder Rosa, who finally signed a contract with AW, long overdue, taking on uh, the scrappy, I'd say, uh, Julia Hart. 
coming from the Varsity Blondes, uh, which is a cool up-and-coming tag team. I really enjoy those guys. Uh, but this was a showcase for Thunder Rosa. This yeah. was an, a, an attempt for Julia Hart to kind of get a good match in with a good veteran. And Thunder Rosa showed you why you gave her the contract. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think Thunder Rosa, I, I'll never complain about her being on Dynamite. But I think she was on here just to, for the commentators to let you know, hey, she signed a contract now. She's she's next in line for Britt Baker, it looks like. Um, but yeah, this match and the Lance Archer Hikaleo match looked like they escaped from AEW Dark and, yeah. and got onto the main card by chance. It's like, oh god, did we put those YouTube clips in here? <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Um so that, yeah, so no surprise here. Thunder Rosa by Pinfall. Um she has that Thunder driver that, that she does to perfection. Yeah, I think you'll be seeing her every week up until Britt's wrist is healthy again because Shocker, she got hurt by... No way, Nala Rose hurt somebody yeah, else. Yeah, imagine Yeah, Hurt her that. again. Yeah. Uh, with a rollover, by the way. <laughs> it was a rollover, and she broke her wrist. Okay. But I give Britt Baker a lot of credit, though. She's tough as shit. She's still coming out. She's doing her thing. Yep. She won that match with the broken wrist, which, of course, being the smart heel that she is, made it a part of her promo. Great job, yep. Britt. Great job. Uh, Ricky Starks had an FTW title celebration that lasted all of two minutes, which thank goodness, because that was dumb. He had a big old New Orleans band out there kind of bumping out some big band Super stuff. Super lame. Totally. Yeah. They were totally. Uh, Wasn't digging it. I don't know what it's called when you lip sync instrumental, but they weren't playing shit. Oh, it's called Millie Vanilli. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. All you young kids. Uh, Ashley Simpson. Is that still not doing it for you? I don't know. Like They're faking. That's Yeah. Uh, so of course we all—it's a collision course between Ricky Starks and Brian Cage being set up at this celebration. Of course, I'll, I'll get interested in it when the match actually happens. Yeah, two great superstars that yeah. are going to really—I like—I like Starks yeah. a lot. Yeah, I do, too. and I and I do like Brian Cage. I like Brian Cage more as a babyface than I do as a heel. He yeah. does better as a babyface. Um, and then Tony Khan made his major announcement that the second episode of Rampage is going to be in Chicago, and you know what that United means. United Center. Yeah, there's a cult of personality over there somewhere, I think. Well, and it's the, the first, they're calling it the first dance, yeah. which uh, I saw they just trademarked that song. That's the uh, yeah. the Bulls championship song. And then, like, Darby Allen gets on there. And yeah, 10% of you from last week are going to be real excited. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think 10% of you are really fucking smart. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Darby Allen came out with a promo and said, a lot of you people think you're the best. One of you think you're the best in the world. Mm -hmm. Let's see in Chicago. So. I can't wait. Because what a great Spell match. It out. He should have just been wearing a CM Punk yeah. shirt. It's like, <laughs> he's coming here. I'm or a wrestling. Living, or a living color shirt. <laughs> Be awesome, yeah. So I really look forward to Darby Allen taking on CM Punk. I think it's gonna be a really cool, short-lived, awesome card. It's gonna be a short-lived rivalry between those two. I'm going to Rampage a week too early. Oh, I know. Yeah, Adam got his tickets. I Thank got tickets. You. Yeah. Uh, so we lead up to the second of the five labors of Jericho. It's a no rules match with not the pain maker Chris Jericho of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, glamour going against <laughs> motherfucking Nick Ca Cage. I almost called him Nick Cage. But listen, if he was fighting Nick Cage, <laughs> so Nick Gage. If you if you are just a fan of like televised wrestling, if you're not following the news, Nick Gage is the modern day death match champion. I don't care. He lost his belt to Matt Cardona. Great job on that match, by the way. 
Nick Gage is the scariest person that ever did fake fighting. Yeah. Yeah. He's I mean, terrifying. He's insane. Yeah. Um, from the from the rip, though, Chris Jericho's face paint. Can he not, like, pull Sting aside backstage and be like, hey, can you, like, do this well? It looks like he just is, like, a middle school goth just, like, drawing eyeliner all over his face. It looks so, terrible. He looks like Gerard Way before My Chemical Romance got popular. Right. He's exactly. Like, I'm just going to draw it on before he got the bar. Across. And now they're the same weight. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love Gerard Way so much. Don't say that. <laughs> he looks really weird when that when that black polo gets real tight on his man boobs now. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. Goth doesn't age well. It Although doesn't. he's way older than I thought. He, he looked is. he looked good for his age back in the day. He really did. Yeah. When he was wearing that bulletproof vest in the middle of uh was it July in Pittsburgh, yeah. sweating his balls off. Uh but yeah, so Chris Jericho taking on Nick Gage. Of course you you have to know, context clues here, Chris Jericho has to take on MJF at some point, so he did defeat Nick Gage here. Um, this match was a death match. There's no glitz. There's no glamour. There's it's, botches. There's just botches. <laughs> there's botches. Cool. There's there, botches and blood. There's botches and blood. And the botches, I think, and, and you can contest me on this if you want to, I think the botches really come from there's an apprehension. Oh, Absolutely. To go like go through plated glass, Absolutely. to get hit with spikes, to, to yeah. To get carved with a pizza cutter. Yeah, twice. Twice. Yeah. Uh off the rip, Nick Gage cuts Chris Jericho's uh right arm with a pizza cutter. And from there the blood just flowed. Yeah. Yeah. Can uh can I ask you a question? When it went to the commercial break after the second pizza cutter across yeah. the forehead, did you stay and watch the commercials? Yeah. It went right to Dominus. a dominant commercial. <laughs> yeah. I was like, great beautiful. marketing. Yeah. Great marketing. But uh, super impressed that they let them use the light tubes. Um, There's a lot of blood in this one. It, it only fell a little flat for me just because that Cardona match was Saturday, and it was so much better. Yeah. So much more violent. Like, no way you could put that on cable TV, though. No. Um, but I think they a lot for what the circumstances were. I thought it was solid for a Jericho match now, solid for an death match solid for a nick gage match like it wasn't terrible was it a main event nah not really that was a middle of the but card kind of thing that's because they had to sweep all the glass out so they yeah, definitely put it at the put end it, last. it was smart yeah the only thing i compare that to is whenever stone cold steve austin would close out raw they're like we have to have him do the last thing because he's gonna just spill beer everywhere right. and we don't it's the same thing same idea well i mean he was the main event though too he was also the main event yes i'm sorry <laughs> there's lots of beer everywhere but yeah, I mean, great match. I was impressed with the bumps Jericho took. Yeah. Uh, there were light tubes. They went through a plate of glass, chair shots. That hurricane run through the plate of glass was pretty was, sick. That was pretty good. Yeah. That was that was the sickest thing Jericho's done all year, in my yes, opinion. Um, absolutely. Stabbed with the light tubes. Jericho took a he did. ton of punishment. He really did. He he earned he earned the win in this one. Uh, you know, Nick Gage is the kind of guy who I, he is the new age New Jack. I mean, he just does the craziest stuff with weapons. It's funny to say he's new age and he's been like yeah. doing it for twenty years. It's with I, a six year prison sentence. That death match, man. That death that match. Six year stuff. prison sentence extended his career. <laughs> I'm gonna rob this bank with no mask, and then he comes out every time with a mask on. So uh, this card. Well, before we move on, yeah. Then we got re- then MJF revealed his opponent for next week. Yeah, we're getting the juice back, baby. Juventud Guerrera is yeah. coming uh, for some sort of weird stipulation. Like he has to, yeah, Jericho, Jericho has, has to, to hit something off the top, top rope. Yeah, he's gonna get hurricaned all over the place. Yep. Because I looked up Hoovy videos Me today. Me too. He hasn't slowed down much. Nope. Jericho's gonna. Jericho might look 
This is exactly why, if Eddie Guerrero was still alive right now, that he would literally be a main eventer in AEW, hands down, because he and Juventude had the same, oh. like, the, the and, same... And great matches. Oh, just and amazing. WCW. So, Juventude's going to put on a show. I think, bold prediction, Juventude Guerrero puts on a better show than Chris Jericho, but Chris Jericho still wins. Well, yeah. yeah. Bold. Bold. Easy call. Super bold. Easy call. It's going to rain sometime this month. <laughs> It's so, like saying Five Guys makes a decent cheeseburger. No shit. Well, there you go. <laughs> Just don't get it with the fries too greasy. Shut up. So, <laughs> Adam, we had a ton of matches on this card, and not a lot of them were hot. So They sure weren't. Can you pick a match of the night? Ooh. Um, damn. That's harder than it should be, isn't it? Isn't it, though? Um, You know what? Fuck it. I'll go with the death match at the end. Yeah? Yep. I didn't like how botchy the elimination match was, but uh, yeah, fuck it. I'll give it Jericho's. That's the best Jericho's looked all. I can agree with that. He looked really solid in that match. He's 50. He's 50. He's taking some serious bumps. I'm going to go against you and take the elimination match. I thought there was a lot of pop and circumstance with that one. And the stakes were high, so I was invested. And I got chills twice. The entrance wins. If I can just pick the entrance. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The entrance was phenomenal. I got chills twice, though, whenever. when John Silver came in was the second time. Because I, I miss John Silver a lot. He does a really good job. Uh, so that leads me into uh, the wrestler of the night. Who are you taking? Uh, Take your love. You know you want to. That's tough. I mean, Thunder Rosa looked great, but that was, <laughs> there's not much to back it up. I'll say Lance Archer because he, he dragged Higaleo through a friggin' match. Hopefully so well that they put him against Tama Tonga in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could agree with that. Or after the Tanahashi match, whenever that yeah. is. Which, oh, so fucking good. Um, I'm actually going to take Nick Gage only because this is his first time on primetime television and he did, ex- he didn't change his character. He didn't change how he sells and he fit his sense of violence into the match and made Chris Jericho look like a fucking martyr. So I'm taking Nick Gage for wrestler of the night. And I think he earned it 20 years of grinding to finally get on TV. That's I'm fair. Nick Gage. So then, that leads into the piss break match of the night, which this is the hardest one. I thought match of the night was hard. I think piss break match of the night's even harder. I got it. You got it? Oh, I got it. Yeah. Fuck you, Lichasaurus. <laughs> <laughs> to a lesser extent, Jungle Boy, and to a lesser extent, Isaiah and Mark Quinn. Because, no. like, yeah, just four people I don't like to watch yeah. in a match. Uh but I, I agree with you. And I'm, it was a crappy match. It I'm going to take short. the match. It was crap. Yeah. I don't even know why it was so... It seemed short, right? It was short. For a trios match? Yeah. Very short. Which is weird coming yeah. off that FTR, because I feel like the FTR Santana and Ortiz match went too way short. too short. Yeah, so why don't for, you sell For more? injury reasons, so yeah. I wasn't sure why they didn't extend this Also, match too, out. why the hell didn't they extend the Thunder Rosa, Julia Hart? I, I, I think Julia's too green to extend yeah. that one. Yeah, I guess. You yeah. at least had... Some people that weren't green are not really on the Hardy family office side. It's tough. I mean, in Helico. Yeah. But Isaiah and Mark Quinn are botch machines. Yeah. Luchasaurus just wants to do terrible. His kick needs to freaking go now yeah. that uh, Malachi Black's in the yeah. in AW. Black Mouse is way better. Yeah, stop doing that spinning yeah. roundhouse because it, it's so slow compared to his. I have to agree with you. On, I'm gonna I'm just going to jump on your boat with you for Pittsburgh match. And I, I think that that trio's match was not that great. I wasn't a fan of it. And I, I don't know if I could fix Jungle Boy. I can fix – I got a suggestion for Luchasaurus. I know I 
yeah. complained about fanboys booking earlier. That's okay. He needs a moveset closer to Kane when Kane first joined yeah. WWF. Um, and that would be just be the big man, big monster dude. Yeah. Like you're bigger than everybody you're fighting right now. Mm-hmm. Like just use it. Or don't like, do the back. I know you can. Do, everybody knows you can do the backflips yeah. now. Just stop. Or like make that like the one thing. You know what I mean? Like have the big man set and have the one if it's standing moonsault. Like it never. I know. It just looks. It dumb looks looks hinky for a big guy to do. It, it does. Yeah. It okay. I, but I just. It's hard to take away what I think of him to make him so much the opposite. So he's going to need to like go extinct or something. However, you can write that storyline and then come back. Like, like, oh, I can buy a meter. And now they call me fossil fuel. <laughs> oh, God. So uh, you can go back and watch this card if you want to. But honestly, you don't need to. The, the only implication you need to know is that Hangman Adam Page needs to claw his way back in number one contendership. And the Dark Order lost their ability to get a shot at the tag titles. I would say check out that death match if you like violence. Yeah, it was good. If you do not like blood, don't watch Don't it. watch that, yeah. <laughs> so, from Buckle to Bell, the boys bring you the best news in the biz. So, first off, the rip here. Karrion Cross defeated uh, Keith Lee on Raw. While this was, I believe, a better match, uh, both men showed off their skills. It was clear that the uh, WWE creative have no idea what to do with Keith Lee. Uh, you had Karrion Cross get rolled by Jeff Hardy only to show strong against Lee. So what are you doing with Keith Lee? I don't know what they're doing with him. They've literally booked themselves into a corner as soon as these guys walked out. And I I was just like flipping through between this and the Olympics on Monday night. Mm -hmm. And when Keith Lee came out as the opponent, I was like, let me see how they're going to screw this up. Because there's no, there's no way to win that. Like those are both guys you should be pushing Mm -hmm. to the title picture and going against each other for the title and two WrestleManias from now. And you're screwing it up. You have a bunch of jobbers on the card. You could put feed, anybody else in feed there. Feed somebody It doesn't to make them. any sense. So uh, that kind of led to Keith Lee being vocal about his misuse in the organization. So sources from WWE have noted on several occasions that Lee has voiced his disapproval of how he's been treated since his return. He's also frustrated with lack of buildup, a lack of buzz for why he was gone, and his terrible booking since returning. I couldn't agree with this more. Yeah, I don't. I still don't know why he was gone. Yeah. There's a bunch of speculation on a bunch of different things that yeah. I'm not gonna speculate yeah. on. But yeah, he was doing coke. <laughs> Is that okay? He wasn't doing that. <laughs> from from your mouth to my ears. I mean, I don't know. Like, I need something here, man. Because right now, all I know is like one of your best talents was gone for months at a time, and he teased that he was gonna keep talking about, it, keep talking about it. And what did you do? You fed him to Carry and Cross. Who After have, feeding him to Jeff Hardy, no, no, they fed Keith, Keith Lee, Lee to Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Lashley, Lashley. or uh, that right, uh, Rick Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> so, Wrestling Observer took a moment to uh, interview Kenny Omega. And this was before the Fight for the Fallen card. So, Omega stated that he, while he feels that he's succeeding in AEW, which I believe that he is, he feels that he's aged significantly in his short two years as an EVP for AEW. Uh, Omega stated that his schedule is loaded, but he feels that he is bringing more attention to professional wrestling through the multi promotion matches. I can't disagree with any of that, to be honest. I want to. I want to call him all kinds of names. But (laughs) no, I agree with that statement. I think he's helping impact a lot. Um, Triple A, maybe. I don't know the numbers of Triple A. I I imagine more eyes are on it when he's there. Yeah. Well, I think, too, he's set up right now to drop that belt to Andrade. Right. Which is going to give him more. Triple A, if you guys don't know, Triple A is the luchador. 
uh, promotion, and they're it's heavy it's heavy luchador, and Andrade is the like number one sought after luchador. So him taking that AAA title away from Omega only makes sense. And plus two, you really have to see Omega start dropping some of these belts back to the promotions so he can focus more on AEW so he can drop his belt to Page. Right. Um, and I, I think we reported a few weeks ago he's dealing with a bunch of injuries too. So he just needs to go away and get, yeah. get rehabbed a little bit. And go get healthy. Yeah. Like what happened? All, he was getting those suction cups done for a while. And that, that kind of went out by the way. Oh, dude, that's so bad. Yeah. It looks cool. I heard it doesn't do shit for you though. Yeah, probably not. And it just makes you look weird. Polka dotted. Just like essential oils. <laughs> I mean, they don't polka dot you. Yeah, the MLM shit. Yeah. Hey, listen, Christy. I don't want to get into the thing. Don't. I'm not going to be in the pyramid scheme. Stop sending it to me. And I won't like your Facebook page either. All right. Stop it. Uh, so Samoa Joe is going to take on Karrion Cross. It's set for NXT TakeOver in August. So uh, more Karrion Cross uh, for you. So Joe quit. He's in forcer position under William Regal on NXT, and he's finally on that collision course. We all want it with Karrion Cross, and they're giving it to us fast because that's what WWE does. They build a storyline in two seconds, and they give us the match, which sometimes isn't bad. This one, there was enough smart storytelling behind it that this makes the most sense. Yeah. It was quick for him to come in and be like, I'm not wrestling. I'm the special enforcer. Four weeks later, okay, I'm, I quit. Totally wrestling. I'm but, not wrestling, but, but I'm it's, totally it wrestling. was the logical storyline yeah. for, for where this was going. Mm -hmm. And Karrion Cross, if you don't watch Monday nights, looks great still on Tuesday nights. Yeah. So. And also, too, I think this is your opportunity for Karrion Cross to drop the belt to a very deserving person in Samoa Joe and then finally make his full transition to uh, the red brand, which I think is – I think that's what's going to happen. But I've been wrong with Karrion Cross the entire time. So speaking of uh, titles not having good outlooks here, uh, Nikki Cross, almost superhero. Her title picture has been spelled out. Uh, the worst – possible outcome for her is that she is going to defend her title against ripley and flair which means she's losing it yep. there's no way she's keeping it nope uh some they're not ever gonna get well they'll get to that alexa bliss, bliss match but it won't, but be, won't for be for a title <laughs> yeah so cross cross such a cool story how she reinvented her character got back up to win the Raw Women's title with the money in the bank. And now she's probably going to drop it to, I'd say, Ripley. I think WWE finally realized how badly they screwed up. And they're going to put it back on Ripley. Yeah, I'm not sure who she's going to drop it to, but she's dropping it. it. She's and, dro and she lost the non-title match to Charlotte Flair this Monday. Which is ridiculous. I, like, I think... I can't remember the finish. I think it was clean, though. I don't... Which is terrible. Yeah. It needs to be dirty if you're going to do that. But Pretty sure it was clean. <sighs> Nikki Cross, we love you. And hopefully they treat you with some respect. Hopefully you don't get pinned for the title loss. That way you at least don't look weak. But who knows? It's going to be her getting ping pong back and forth between Ripley and Flair the entire time. Right. Um, so speaking of ping pong, we're going to ping pong the fuck out of here with some ads. So we're going to give you some people that support us. And if you support them, then you support us. And when you support us, we can bring you cool stuff. So we're going to go uh, into a break. And if you hear something you like, go check them out. We'll be back in a few minutes. Bye. Peace. I know what you're thinking right now. How do I get the downstairs hair care I need to impress my partner? Well, the boys have a little something for you. That's right. You can take your grooming to the next level with the flagship of Smooth My Balls, the Turf Chopper 3.0. This pube-destroying trimmer uses stainless steel ceramic blade with micro-sized teeth to ensure you're covered 
by No Scrape Technology. Yep, no cuts, no nicks, no bumps, no hair pulls, and no mishaps. And when those pubes go a flying, you can call in the backups, the Pube Muncher 1.0, and Sack Mat to ensure cleanup is a breeze. All these devices can be used in wet or dry conditions, and they're compact for easy travel storage and have fast charging technology. Right now, our listeners can save 15% on their entire order by using our link, smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB. That includes free shipping to the U.S. That's right. So head on over to smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB and tell them the boys sent you. Welcome back. Hopefully you heard something that you like because, again, when you support our sponsors, you support us. And when you support us, we bring you some pretty cool stuff. So I threw out to the Twitterverse for a little bit of a showdown. And the last episode, we did a little bit of a retro video game showdown. Now, listen, Adam, I know that you were playing Commodore 64, but I didn't think that was going to play very well on the poll. So I just threw Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo out there. I, 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 I'm sorry, man. Uh, that's fine. It, yeah. lo- it looks like it might have done better than sega yeah sega got fucking smashed here uh apparently all of you guys play super nintendo and that's what i played too i had super nintendo i like that the best too yeah so a hundred percent of our listeners that voted uh like the super nintendo more than the sega uh which i couldn't agree with more i had i had sega and it wasn't as hot i did play mortal kombat that bad boy but mm, super nintendo was way better and your uh sonic man sonic yeah i was a sonic man too yep um, and also, too, none of you guys stepped up and lied and said you beat Battletoad Stage 3, the Wave Runner. Uh, thank goodness, because if you would have told me you beat it, I would have called you a liar, because when you were a kid, no one was beating that. You had to get your older brother or somebody to come down and beat it for you. That's the only way. You need, like, fine motor skills, and you're, like, dumb and six years old. There's no way your fingers move fast enough. Still never played that one. D- get an emulator and play it and, it and just, so, just try it. I'll tell you how Stage 3 goes. Yeah. Deal. It, I know how frustrated you get just like hooking up taps. You're gonna, you're gonna go. What the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> Why is she laughing at me? I just like swear words. Yeah, and you'll have a lot of swear <laughs> words. Uh, and then finally, Adam, to appeal to the the carnage in your heart, everyone is apparently still playing Doom. Of course they are, and they should be. And if you're not, you're playing Quake. Yes, because you're all smart people. You're all smart. So don't forget, Doom uh, is releasing some new maps and everything on Steam. Uh, they are going to be free to play, free to download. It's like 32 stages um, on nice. the original Doom and Doom 2 engine. So if you want a little bit of nostalgia and you want it for free and you want to play to your heart's content, go check out Steam, I think, the first week of August. So by the time you're hearing this, go to Steam yeah. and you can get yourself some free Doom to play. So, Adam, uh, we aren't dooming ourselves with the ABV of this next beer, but we are certainly going to crack into one. So you can, can you tell everyone what we're going to be having here? What a transition. I'm so trying my best. We got some Dancing Gnome, actually. And it's not what you would typically expect from Dancing Gnome. Lustra. It is, it is not Lustra. It is not an IPA. <laughs> um, they have been doing some different styles this summer. I got to give them credit for that. I know they're expanding their brewery and trying new things, which I'm always down for. Of course. So we have... Marbled Hearts, which is their American Cream Ale, coming in at 4.5 ABV, hopped with Cascade, and it is called a beautiful classic with bright notes of marmalade, grapefruit, and honeysuckle. That sounds wonderful. So let's crack it. Beautiful. So uh, just so you guys know, we're not like hitting a soundboard. That's legitimately the can. 
So, well, Adam's pouring this beer out. If you want to find out what's happening out over there with Dancing Gnome, all you do is search them out. Dancing Gnome on all social media. Uh, they always have stuff going on over at their tap room, and they always have cans ready to go. And I think you can get these cans now, too, in some of your dis- distrib- distributors. Yes, this one I actually got at a distributor. So Making your return from last week, Washington Beer. Yes, thank you, Washington well. Beer, as you let us make random foreskis. As well as other Dancing Gnomes. So yeah. not only do they have Hitchhiker, which we showcased last week they have some gnome there for you people in washington county that want to see what some of the more hyped up breweries in in the city are doing um hyped for reason too because this one's pretty good wow super clean absolutely clean what you want in a cream ale and then just hints of everything the sweetness in the end is what i'm really enjoying with this thing um, way better than that Kolsch I had after the podcast. Oh, I like, won't mention who made it, but it was not good. I saw your face. Yeah. Uh, I dumped it. I dumped like 75% of it. Oh, what a shame. Yeah, no, uh, Dancing Gnome, you did a great job on this. And again, if you want to find out what's happening with Dancing Gnome, you, you can just search them out on all social media, uh, Dancing Gnome on Instagram, and I believe Twitter. Uh, they are on untapped, and you can see what's going on in the and tap room. I don't think I said where they were located. Sharpsburg, PA. Sharpsburg, PA. Uh, so you have to go across a bridge. It's okay, though. It's worth it because when you go over there, there's also like Hitchhiker and everything's over there, too. So. Hitchhiker's walking distance yeah. from the Dancing Gnome tap rooms. So. Go have some fun. Yeah. Go get a hitchhiking gnome. That's terrible. And they get some great food trucks down there. Yeah. So yeah. you can have yourself a good time. Yeah. And some great beer. Have a nice day out. So, Adam. You know this at the core of me, that I am a huge comic book nerd, that I enjoy them. I have tons of graphic novels. I've been into comic books since I was a little kid. And I can only tell you that I was really happy when MCU and DC and all these other places uh, really start kicking off the live action movies. So uh, if you didn't know, Adam, I'm going to help you out. The MCU is going to come out with their new phase. It's going to be phase four. And they're going to introduce a lot of new characters, a lot of new villains. Some some heroes are dying away. Some new heroes are coming in. Oh, nice. So, um, and also, yeah, you're going to have to hold my hand through this a little bit. I was a huge, yeah. huge comic fan in my early years, but like anything recent, uh, not so much. That's so okay. I just am here to try to make you proud. Oh, good. <laughs> well, I think and maybe argue with you a little bit. When yeah, you pick some stupid shit. And I think that you have enough of this inside of you because we've we've spoken about comic book heroes a few times so adam usually we do a mount rushmore but i would like to challenge you to a little bit of a debate i want to bring our favorite heroes uh to fit some descriptors we'll debate them and see if we can lead in the new era of the avengers how do you feel about that sounds good to me okay so what i'll do is i'll say what the title of the hero is you toss out a name or i'll toss out a name and the other person has to counteract to it, and we'll debate the fuck out of this and see who wins. Sounds good. Okay. So, of course, with any good team, you need a leader. A leader that takes you into battle, a leader that tries to bring you out of battle, and a leader that knows the villains inside and out. So, Adam, I'm going to give you the first round pick here. I want to see what you can do. Or is it, you don't want it? No, no, no. I have to you make want- it proud. No, I got a good one for this. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Adam. Who do you have leading the new Avengers into battle? So for a leader, I think it needs to be like a superhero that has amazing powers, like not going to be easily defeated, uh, can fly, um, just super powerful. But I fucking hate Superman, so it ain't him. Yeah. <laughs> Thank so God. So I'm taking 
who I felt was the true leader in the battlefield for the X-Men, Jean Grey. Wow, what a great pick. Smart, can fly, awesome powers, mind control. Everything Professor Xavier could do. Plus, she has legs. It's it's great. <laughs> I mean, working working legs. She's oh yeah, she's definitely gonna beat Professor X in you know a sprint. He could do all that mind control, but he couldn't just control his left and right leg. Come on, Come on dude. dude. You could do it. You could do it. Step brothers, goddamn juggernaut. You could do something. <laughs> You're telling me you know where the fires are all across the world, but you couldn't say left leg now, right leg now. Yeah. So leg. I think I think Jean Grey, true leader, uh, to throw some shade on another X Men Cyclops was a freaking terrible leader. Like, <laughs> it really was. She was always fixing his fuck ups. Like, yeah, from what I remember. Well, so. and the only time that Cyclops ever did anything for is when she turned into the Phoenix. When I said X Men, did you think I was going to say Cyclops? I thought you were going to. Hell no. Yeah. Because if you were, I was like, I know how I'm going to kick your ass. So I would like to believe that a leader is a very calculated individual. They understand everything. They understand the people that they fight alongside of just as well as they understand the people that they are fighting. So with that being said, and knowing the track record of the superhero, I'm picking Batman. I picked Batman from the DC universe because he can successfully kill everyone in the Justice League. He has killed everyone who's well killed. Put them to sleep because he doesn't yeah. kill people. He puts them to sleep. Yeah, I don't think my I don't think I want my leader not killing people. Yeah, but he knows he knows he knows everything about everybody, and he's super intelligent, very calculated, can formulate plans here. Now, I still think that even though Jean Grey can do things that Batman can't, which is fly and have mind control. I don't believe she can outsmart Bruce Wayne. Uh, I think she can. With what? With just being a superhero, not a billionaire. Uh, a billionaire. Her, she has mind control. Not. Couldn't she just control his mind and like make him poop his pants or something? Yeah, but Scarecrow tried doing that already too, and he was able to defeat the. Yeah, but he did it with drugs. Jean Grey can do it remotely. No, no, no. no. Batman did it with sheer willpower. He didn't do it with drugs. Oh Real go getter underdog. What I just I don't think brain Batman, power versus brain power. I, I have nothing against Batman. I just don't think he's a leader against a leader of the universe. Like, well, our universe, not the Marvel universe, not the WWE universe. <laughs> but uh, he wouldn't beat Roman Reigns either right now. <laughs> no, I don't disagree that he shouldn't be in there. But I just don't know about the leader. Okay. Or or yeah. he could be the leader like from the battle station, but mm-hmm. not be out there getting his freaking head kicked in. Okay. Because he, he's more, I think he's more vulnerable than the other ones, which is why I like watching the movies and like him in the comic books because he's a real person. Okay. Why, and why I hate Superman is because he's a, a, a everything, a freaking Star yeah. Trek dropout. <laughs> All right. So listen, yeah, I'll, give, I'll give this one to you. I am not going to let you besmirch science fiction history, talking shit on Star Wars and Star Trek. I didn't talk You shit on started. That. I, was I looked shit in your on eyes. Superman. I looked in your eyes. I was just—I just caught myself saying "Star Trek." You're starting to talk shit on aliens. I know where this is going. You're not talking about Manhunter next. You're going to keep talking shit about Star Wars. So you win. All right, Jean Grey is in there now. Qu- real quick question though: What do you do when she becomes the Phoenix? That's not going to happen in, the, in this storyline. In this storyline, yeah, this story arc, yeah. you, you already because decided. She, she, I, Oh, I looked. I know we're doing villains next. Not to not to ruin it for the listeners, but yeah. I almost put Phoenix in there. But I was like, nah, she's a 
How cool! She's is a that true be? leader. Yeah. Like if she was the leader, and then she flips, and that's when you would need Ooh, Batman heel turn. Yeah, good old heel turn. Yeah, that's when you would need Batman to just get burnt up in two seconds, and Albert cry at his funeral. Albert doesn't oh, cry. Mr. Wade. No. Albert doesn't cry. Don't Catwoman, don't you? As long as Catwoman shows up. Selena Kyle, hell yeah, dude. So Jean Grey, she's starting it off now. With every good story arc, you need uh, a hero that gets sacrificed to something. We've seen it all the time. It's it's always a storyline's going on. You have, to, you have to have some emotional investment in a hero or an entity, and that thing has to be ripped away from you in very emotional, tear-jerky fashion. So since you went first. I think you should go second on this one too just yeah. because mine I literally picked because I don't like them. So I want them to die. There's no heartfelt emotion in my pick. Okay. If yours is an emotional pick. It's not an emotional pick. Okay. It's a so, pick that I find. So do you hate yours too? Not particularly. Okay, then it's not the same person. Okay. So I'm going to tell you right now that the sacrifice that I'm picking is Howard the Duck. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, fuck him. I'm going to pick Howard the Duck. Uh, because he's very lovable, of course. Uh, his live action movie was terrible. Yes, it was. Um, but I, I think he he runs amok as much as he possibly can, and he can defeat the collector and everything. So I, you know, he can be kind of like the Rocket Raccoon, but not as cheesy. So I'm going to pick Howard the Duck because when he dies, some people are going to cheer, and guys like me are like, "Oh no, no!" <laughs> it's really hard for me to argue that one. Yeah. he does. Suck. He sucks. I would not be sad seeing him go. No. I almost feel like I should pick one that people would get emotional about. But no, I want to kill this bitch. Sticking with the X-Men. Jubilee. <laughs> get in there. <laughs> you did? Okay. So look at we my... Need, we need somebody to take a bullet. <laughs> There's my list right there. You see that? I put Jubilee right there. <laughs> right next to Robin. Whoa. No, not Robin. Yeah. I would have I would have been mad at you for that one. I picked Robin. Although that would have... Yeah, that would have... Actually, I would have felt that one. So I... Hurt. I was picking Robin from the. Uh, so you're just putting the Justice League in here? Like, no, Batman. Then Robin. no, no, no. Just wait. It gets it gets too hard for you. So, <laughs> listen, I'm I really really want to stick with Howard the Duck on this one, only because Jubilee is so I'm, terrible. I'm fine with that. She doesn't deserve. Yeah, it. I don't want it to her be on in s- any movie. Yeah, I don't want her on screen. or any comic book. Yeah. She, <laughs> I'm upset. These are streamers. Okay, Phantom Fireworks, go home. <laughs> Fucking moron. Oh, God. Oh, no. I have a lot of teen angst. I can't believe Oh, shit. I set my yellow coat on fire. <laughs> I wish you would. And I wish Bill Nye the Science Guy wasn't around to save you this time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, much like a wild... <laughs> much like having... <laughs> is this is this the end of AEW's? <laughs> Jubilee actually did the pirate for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you have a sacrifice. And you have to have the person who loses their shit over the sacrifice. So you have to have a wild card, a hothead, someone who says, no, Howard, I loved you so much. You got to come back to me. And they try to, the rest of the movie, it's just them trying to figure out who they can kill to get like a sorcerer's stone or something to bring them back. So I went first on the last one. So I got to know, Adam, who are you picking for a wild card slash hothead? So I got two really, really high up ones. And I feel like if I take this guy, you're going to take the other one. And okay. This is going to be a real freaking heated debate. Okay. Um, my guy probably wouldn't try to avenge the loss of Howard the Duck so much. So it might not be a good movie. But he might shoot Howard the Duck in the head because I'm taking the Punisher. Ooh, wow. You like went like legit. Hothead. Hothead. Yes. Yes. My favorite hothead. Wow. Well, 
It's tied with my second favorite. Wolverine. Yeah, is that who you're taking? No. Oh, see, if you no. took him, I'd have it. It would be a tough decision. No. Right now, so I actually have someone who those um, those guys are like my one and two, but I had two X Men for my first two, so I was like, let me not pick Wolverine. I can give you a run for your money right now. Okay. In this, because I'm gonna pick Blade. Ooh, you fucker. I'm picking Blade. I was trying to think of somewhere to put him. Yes. Yeah. And he fits in here, especially when he hasn't had the serum, when he hasn't feasted, when he's low on that human intake. You motherfucker. I really think, and here's the thing. You look at both of them, Frank Castle and Blade have great firearm skills, but when it comes terms to -to hand-to-hand combat... Blade's a motherfucker. I mean, you're talking about weapons tactics. He has entry tactics. He has all kinds of ground game. Dude, I mean, listen. I don't know. The military training. Military training? Okay. Fighting vampires every day. He's on a bunch of derpy people's trucks right now. The Punisher, man. He is. And that's why I. he has so much power. He's like. He's I put like, it right above my aluminum balls <laughs> that are on my trailer hitch. <laughs> If you can see this, the bitch fell out. <laughs> Cummins. <laughs> so, I I really want to make a hard fucking fight here for Blade. I think Blade kills the Punisher nine times out of ten. Well, and Blade's part vampire, right? Or he, all vampire? He's part vampire. He's the daywalker. Yeah, it's hard to freaking... That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, it's hard. Super yeah, that's, that's speed. A good one. That's a pretty good one. I'll, I'll yes. let you know. Yes. Yes. You let me get Jean Grey in there for good reason. Yeah. You 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 uh you argued this one well. I'll begrudgingly yes. throw out my tie for first favorite superhero in the world for Blade cuz I think you're making the smart here's, move. Here's here's you know what? Yeah. Going to your close combat. I just made this connection. Okay. So I don't remember what Blade movie it was, but yeah. he beat the shit out of Triple H. Oh, it was the third one, Trinity. Yeah. yeah. So, so the third one beat yeah. the shit out of Triple H. On the flip side, Punisher got the shit kicked out of him by Kevin Nash. <laughs> yeah, so if we're really going to go on that, I think my pick's so pretty there, solid. So I'll justify Blade yeah. even more. Wesley Snipes, you're my man. <laughs> and I want the Wesley Snipes version from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of course, uh, Triple H was in the terrible one. Yeah. Oh, but I tell you what, though. Ryan Reynolds was phenomenal in Trinity. Blade, uh, <laughs> I'm coming to get you. You're not getting my blood. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Just watching Ryan Reynolds riff with the female vampire who's like, I'm going to turn you. And he's like, mm, probably turn me gay. Like, he's like <laughs> just like all the one-liners he had back to her. He was, he was phenomenal. Man. I do remember that too. So you always have to have the smart one in the group. The one that kind of formulates the plan. The one that kind of keeps the leader in check. Cause the leader tends to get a hothead too. They want to like dive into something or they'll forgo some of the research. There's always a smart one to bring them back into play here. So you got to think of someone who doesn't really know everybody, but knows the villain or knows how to outsmart strong and cunning people. So it's my turn to go first. Yep. So I'm going to pick Dr. Strange. I picked Dr. Strange here because Dr. Strange can see hundreds of thousands of outcomes, uh, simply by using the old school magic, seeing through time and space. He's connected to the watcher. I think Dr. Strange is the perfect, not to be the leader, but to be the smart one because he can see outcomes. So I'm picking Dr. Strange. It's a really good fucking pick. Thank you. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) So this is actually where I had Batman, but I don't know if we can use him 
Now that you set him for the leader? No, you definitely can. If you, if I do you have can, a backup, but it's real. It's lame, can, and it's going back to X-Men. Well, don't forget, because you have to make sure you can argue against Doctor Strange here. So I don't think either of my picks are very strong. Well, what's your that? other one? Beast from the X-Men. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. He's smart. Yeah, I don't have like a really good like smarty farty. So I'll tell you this: um, I don't the, have a good like a, the summer reader of superheroes. I don't have a good one. So I, let's just say I've won this one. Okay, Doctor Doctor Strange is the smart one, and that's okay. Did you have a second one? I had four. Who the hell else did you? I have? had Doctor Strange is number one. I had Storm from X Men being number cool. two. I had the Green Lantern as number three, uh, and I had the Watcher as number four. Oh, yeah. Because the Watcher the never Watcher's fought. A good one. He never fought, but he knew everything. He guided Deadpool through uh, the time when Deadpool killed the entire universe. Right. Yeah. So I, I, the Watcher for me was like that. If you threw me a curveball that wasn't seen, I'd be like the Watcher because no one's smarter than Fuck, the Watcher. That's a good one. Yeah, I was not. I was completely lost on it. And I was like, oh, I can argue it because I got Batman and Beast in my back pocket. And then he threw out Doctor Strange. I was like, I can't uh, freaking what... justify. Right, listen, man. This is the only like if we if we debated other things, I'd be I I had I worked really hard at this, you know like stay oh, up just wait till we get to the oh, other side the the villain the villains are always the fun ones right but before we get to the villains I didn't mean to spoiler alert it earlier that's okay but, uh... before we get to the villains though of course in any significantly like grisly dark movie you need someone to be the comedic relief so. I picked first with Doctor Strange. So I want to know, Adam, who's bringing the funny in your Avengers? Not super creative, but ultra violent like the Punisher, but also ultra funny. We just mentioned him. Deadpool. Yeah. And I had Deadpool on my list, but I have someone even funnier than Deadpool on my list. With a battle cry of Spoon the Tick. <laughs> He was my he was on my list, but he's just so damn goofy. <laughs> he is, and I would say this too: in terms of being able to actually be funny and fight at the same time, Deadpool actually uh, just kicks the shit out of the yeah. deck. Yeah, yeah. See, I was yeah. I was still trying to get my superheroes yeah. to win this fight. Yeah. I almost kind of like wanted to say the funny one that I wanted and the hero that could sacrifice like the same fucking person. So this is where I was actually going to throw Wolverine maybe too because I think he's he's really funny. he's funny in the comics like yeah. in his way, but mm. not overtly funny, just like asshole funny like yeah car. do you know who i picked on here too uh billy butcher from the boys i had him here yeah. too look we're I like mind melting too, yeah. yeah but i, I was like did, was he really a hero or was he just like he was like an anti-hero yeah i, did, I which, had him which here is too. totally like totally fine yeah i uh, had him here too i really wanted to put homelander here but he's, yeah, more, I did of a, too. he's more of a villain yeah i almost put him in the villains but i think he's fucking hilarious he is so, right now we have an Avengers lineup of Jean Grey, Howard the Duck, Blade, Doctor Strange, and Deadpool. What a motley crew, by the way. And very progressive, because we have uh, a female mind reader leading some of the most audacious uh, personalities in all comic book history. So It's, it's pretty freaking cool. I can't yeah. wait to see Howard the Duck die. And you just might, because now we're going to move into the villains. So, much like any superhero movie, Adam, we always know there's a true main villain... And then there's the villain that seems to be really powerful and gets his ass kicked. And there's always that surprise villain that appears in the credits that sets up the next movie. So, before we keep oh, moving no, on here, first. Oh, no. the main villain is the one that you know is going to be the one pulling all the strings. This is the one that is sending the somewhat powerful villain down to see if he can mop up first. Okay? So, 
and I do get to go first, and I'm very excited I about this. God, if you take mine, I'm going to throw my microphone. The and main it was expensive, and you bought it, and you're going to feel bad when I throw it. <laughs> the main villain that I picked was Apocalypse. Okay, you're I, safe. Apocalypse is the the origin of mutants. He has the ability, much like Sang, Shang Tsung, to absorb other mutants' powers. He's ultra strong, ultra powerful, super smart, can traverse through multiverses. He has the power of Doctor Strange with the intelligence of Doctor Strange uh, and with all of the uh, available strength and power of all the X-Men combined. He's kind of like Legion, but not schizophrenic. So I'm going to lead off here knowing that the end battle has to go through Apocalypse. Nice. I went in a similar vein, different comic book company, okay. different universe. I'm going with Doomsday. Oh! Because he fucking killed Superman. Yeah, twice. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just badass. He was like my favorite. I was talking to Matt off air before we came on. I was like, oh, I really wanted to keep it realistic and like pick. Because usually I like the villains that are just psychotic and not really like supernatural and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But if they're going against a team of five great superheroes, well, four great superheroes and Howard the Duck, then... It has to be somebody with that's ultra Don't powerful. You talk shit on Howard the Duck. <laughs> well, he's gonna, I mean, I think the the henchman's going to take out Howard the Duck. Yeah, he's definitely like getting sacrificed for that. Yeah, but yeah, Doomsday is is my pick. Just ultra powerful, ultra adorable. It's going to take four or five superheroes to take him yeah. down. Yeah, I think so too, and I think it's a great pick. And I think I might have to concede to you. Oh, thank you, buddy. Yes. Uh, Doomsday. I did. This is the this is the category before the show. I did the most research on. And yes. Like, oh, it's a safe. And pick. it's and it shows. Uh, great pick. And you'll see you'll see uh, not just well no actually you won't see it. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of DC villains mm -hmm. on my yeah. my maybe list, but I think he might be the only one that made my final cut. I had Dark Side. As my, for here, for the main, spot. for the main villain, yeah, I had Apocalypse and Dark Side because like the most brutal deaths I've seen, not at the hands of the Joker, came from Dark Side. I don't Apocalypse. know if you remember this one because it's kind of a deep dive. Do you remember the Tribunal? Yes, I almost had. Oh, that would been so fun, yeah, cool. Yeah, damn it, you're good at this. You're good at the villain. I'm good side. at the villain. Yeah. <laughs> so that so now we got to pick the villain that seems to be really powerful, but is clearly the one who's going to get his ass kicked. So I picked. First. Oh man, I want you to go first. So here. you have to go first here because I kind of freaking spoiled it. So since I it's mentioned okay. him earlier, yeah. I don't know if I could say it here, but I'm gonna go uh, Homelander here. Oh, great pick! Yeah. And I almost used him too because he's such a heel. Right. I really like him a lot. Right. That's a good pick. And him and Doomsday would have a blast but my, together. My second, my second pick was pretty good too. But I, I don't want. If okay. it might be yours, I don't okay. want to say it. So I am picking something. Someone that kind of they, it's a, it's twofold, okay, but only because they can be linked together, and that's Carnage and Venom. Okay, uh, that's a strong one. They yeah, were, they, I, the symbiotes. I was thinking about it. They yeah. can go together, um, and it, it. You always know in these movies, there's two of them. They're gonna get defeated because it's like divide conquer. But I think the the str like straight metal of Carnage and the calculated responses of Venom, uh, it'd be cool to see. Uh, those two go up against the five to see, like, I don't know, maybe Venom, like, bites Howard's head off or something. Like, that'd be sweet. Yeah, it'd be sick as fuck. Uh, and plus, too, like, seeing Doomsday control Carnage and Venom, be sick. So, you know, I mean, you know what's in the pipeline more than anybody. Is there a Venom versus Carnage 
movie in the works. So That'd be sick. Carnage is supposed to because they did feud at some point in the comics. They did, yeah. and if you watch the uh, the Venom movie came out, uh, it was like two or three years ago. Um, at the end, they teased Carnage right. in the credits. So I think in this next Venom movie, you're going to see Carnage come out and battle Venom, Sister and there's brothers. supposed to be a cameo from Spider Man too. Yay. Of course. There has to be. Yeah. yeah. Has to be. So, who do you have? Who do you think can beat Venom and Carnage? Oh, yeah. Homelander. Oh, I'm Homelander. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Because I thought your pick sucked compared to mine so bad that I, call, <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot that you picked. So, my, my second pick was the Joker, just to make our movie commercially successful. And it would have worked, too. <laughs> if Heath Ledger was still alive, we could have picked. But Homelander's so much yeah. more powerful. I think it makes a better villain to for, I, for our superheroes to go against. The only reason why I want to say that I think Carnage and Venom are better is because Homelander will try to figure out a way to fight Doomsday to try oh, to take. He's like a sneaky. He's, he's like sneaky. the MJF of. And he wants to be the leader. Villains. Yeah. He's a dumb dumb though. There's no way he'd beat Doomsday. Oh, he's not going to outsmart Doomsday, but I think you're going to see the castles kind of collapse a little bit with those two. When I think that. You can really push. I don't know. Carnage is kind of a wild card too, though. Yeah, but you think he, he's just going to fall in line? Here are the two. Thi- here, here's the reason why I believe that these two are more controllable than Homelander. One, Carnage and Venom only. Uh, of course, before Venom went like antihero, all he wanted to do was just destroy everything. So when you put them down, all they do is kill. They don't calculate. They just kill. Secondly, they can't fly. So if Doomsday unleashes them in whatever metropolitan city that we want to put them in, they're just going to kill everything in their path, and they're not going to try to come back up to Doomsday to come get them. Homelander, oh, that's a good, he will fly good out there, and he and he and I'll say this, Homelander can fly, and he's stronger than Carnage and Venom, but I think he has equal powers to Doomsday, which you don't want, and that's why I'm going to— oh, I think Doomsday will rip him in half. I don't think— Just like Superman. Which would be fucking awesome. But I think in terms of like... But I don't want them fighting each other. I don't want the struggle. But I think that's going to happen. Who's playing Carnage? Any any idea on who's playing Carnage? It's very oh, for important the, for, for me to... For the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the movie that's actually coming out or for me to pick Carnage? No, 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 no. no. Me the movie pick... actually coming out. Oh, um... And oh. then who you want to pick? What's his name? Uh, he was in Zombieland. Um, Harry... Uh, Woody... Woody Allen? Woody Allen. Not Woody Allen. No, not Woody Allen. No, he fucked his, he fucked his daughter. <laughs> Um, Woody Harrelson, yeah, the, the pot smoker. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, like, Tom Hardy's hot. Woody Harrelson's fucking badass. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it's it. Gonna be really I'll, good. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. Who would I pick as Carnage? Who would you pick as Carnage? Uh, Woody Allen. <laughs> Woody Allen. Soon <laughs> <laughs> Uh I And this is going to sound really weird, but if you could get me in a time machine and let me go back to 2004, Wednesday 13, I'd pick him to be Carnage. Really? Yep. Totally thought you were gonna say Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> He's always gonna be the penguin to me. So do you concede to me? Yeah, I concede. Yes. I concede. Finally. Tom Hardy's a fucking badass. He's man. so good. So And and the I mean, for Marvel, those were two of my favorite yes, villains. So Absolutely. Now, here's the one that everybody waits for. It's the villain who appears at the end of the credits to set up the oh, next movie. I didn't go first because I'm blowing you away. No, you're not. No, you're not. Because let me tell you something. I swear to God, if it's, again, the mic's getting dropped on the floor. You're not going to pick this one. Okay. And I know that. Okay. Because I started with Batman trying to be the leader because oh, I had an endgame. Here comes Bizarro Robin. I had an endgame. Is it Spock from Star Wars? 
This is the last episode. Oh, of he, was, podcast. he was. He was. A, he was a, a, good a good guy. Yeah, live long and yeah. prosper, man. Not fucking murder and rape. He's live long and prosper. Yeah. He put up this, not the shocker. Spock like, from Star Wars was a good guy. Mm, yeah, he was a fantastic guy. <sighs> fucking Christ. Um, no, I'm gonna pick the bat who laughs to be the villain who comes out at the end of the credits. I don't know who that is. Though. That's right, you don't. <laughs> because I picked somebody so devious, so cunning, so underhanded, and so skilled, that, and so new that you weren't going to know who this was. I knew you wouldn't pick my pick. Now, let me just tell you. Yeah, the, the give me re- a little backstory. The reason why this is so significant. So, uh, Batman had a story arc. It's called Metal Knights. So, in Metal Knights. <laughs> so, in Metal Knights, uh, at some point, Batman finally kills the Joker. The Joker has um, some of the nerve gas still stuck inside of him. So, when he kills, when Batman kills him, the nerve gas goes into Batman and slowly turns him into the Joker. So, he, be, he is Batman. I got to get to a comic book store. Yes, you do. <laughs> so, Batman is quite literally the strength, the speed, the cunning, the intelligence of Bruce Wayne with the destruction, mayhem, murderous behavior, and sheer will to kill everything that the Joker has. Now, the cool thing about this is is that both of the limitations of Batman and Joker are gone. Only the best parts of each of those people are in the Bat Who Laughs. It's like the super group. Super group. And... He has a league of like ravenous robins on dog leashes that he has. Pe- like they rip people in apart. the little green shorts. In the, the little, little green, green shorts. Yep. Wow. And they rip people apart. I it, get this book. It's brutal as fuck. I get this book. So I am picking the bat who laughs. And the way I'm going to say it's going to happen too. Stupid name though. Can't they name him something? Well, no, you can't. Because what, what are you going to call him? The backer. See, uh, that's why. The Joe man. The Joe man. <laughs> it's the Joe man. So. Pan out the Joe with the, man with the Robin Wolves. That's great. And that's what it looks like too. But like, you, you have Jean Grey, you have Blade, you have Doctor Strange, you have Deadpool standing over the corpse of Doomsday. They they, you know, fucking Deadpool's kicking his head around like a soccer ball. Like, oh look, I'm Pele. Whatever he wants to say. And then look, this is how you do it, U.S. Lady Soccer Team. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm getting paid more. So <laughs> it pans out, and all you see is this just wiry pale gray red and green just gargoyle of a person sitting on a throne of skulls in a dark in the darkness looking at the watcher's orb because he went to the universe killed the watcher and took his orb to see how that universe played out to only open a portal to the left where all these events have not happened so he can attack our avengers for episode two. You're going to be real upset when mine's better. No, I'm not. I don't have the whole storyline right now. Okay. What do you got? My pick for the end credits villain to set up the next movie is Satan's favorite demon, Violator, from Spawn. Oh, no way. our heroes have to fight the fucking devil. (laughs) Dude, you can't pick Lucifer. (laughs) No, it's Violator. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but basically, yeah, basically, God Lucifer. damn it, like dude. one of the best villains yeah. ever. Absolutely, the only one I thought was 
better in my laughs? childhood than Doomsday. <laughs> it was violator. Oh, the bat who laughs? <laughs> no, 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 no. Better than him. Way better than him. <laughs> Freaking two, like two people that didn't make our original list. Yeah, smushed together like a fucking messy Big Mac. Yeah, they're not beating a demon. Uh, it's funny that you say that because no one has beaten the Bat Who Laughs, but two people have beaten. Well, it's so the new. Violator. It's just so new, though. Violator's been doing this shit since the nineties. <laughs> Listen, Mc- and he always comes back. Even when he gets defeated, he always comes. That's back. true. But because where's he going? Hell, and then boop, right uh, back up the elevator. Great. <laughs> so, like, how does he? So let me ask you this then: How does it? How do you see this? He ain't using that fucking that ICP fan clown fucking bullshit. He's the fucking demon creature the whole time. Well, and if you see, it's the problem though. You haven't seen the bat who laughs. He is quite. The he demon. can shape shift. The violator can just shape shift right into him and and do it. But he doesn't have the same powers. Yeah, he, he has, has his own. He has powers. whatever power. Whatever powers. This is how I know you have no arguments because you're mumbling. <laughs> Batman and Joker powers. They didn't have any powers. They no. just had money in psychosis. Yeah. And then they literally have the ability <gasps> to... You, ju- know, you know what Violator doesn't have? Dead parents. Yeah. Fuck you, Batman. And who cares about dead parents? Because... The angry orphan meta-clown, and that's your guy. Yeah. The angry orphan meta-clown <laughs> can traverse the multiverse. I don't get where he picked that up at. Because... You have to read the metal comics. This would make. Oh most- yeah, I love metal and I love comics. I'll read the metal comics. You should. Metal Knights. Each it's like gas gaslight Batman. You have the anime Batman. You have uh, metal Batman. You have all these different worlds. And in the modern Gotham, that's where the Bat Who Laughs is created. Then he goes into all the other universes because he figures out how to traverse through them and kill all these other Jokers. You got time machine. Not so much time machine. Wormhole. Yes. Okay. Wormhole-esque kind of, without getting too deep into the nerd. Yes, yeah, like a wormhole. So even if, so let's say like you saw these two guys going at it, you saw the Violator and you saw the Bat Who Laughs going at it. If the Bat Who Laughs is like, mm, I need more shit. I need more firepower. He's like, I'm going to go to this universe where nuclear weapons are sold at Giant Eagle and just come right back and. Violator's going to go to Satan. <laughs> And get whatever the fuck he wants. But what if the Bat Saddam Hussein's coming with him? What if the Bat Who Laughs just goes to a universe where hell doesn't exist? That's another place I want to live. <laughs> I'm giving you the violator. <laughs> that that's the kind that's the kind of uh, argument a, that I need. Kind of argue, that's the kind of non answer you were looking yep, for. Yep, <laughs> that's the kind of bullshit answer I was looking for. <laughs> well, all it my- was just it was just because from my line of I don't think yours was a bad choice. I just yeah. think from my line of thinking I had to go bigger than Doomsday. So I couldn't go with I didn't know about the traversing the universe. Yeah. Thing, but like seemed like too mortal of a man for me to agree with that to be selling the next unless Doomsday kills off like Jean Grey and Doctor Strange too. And Which then I don't think it's and happen. then you just have fucking Blade and Deadpool going against that's not going to work out. You could you imagine how cool it would be to see Jean Grey and Doctor Strange do like mashup techniques together? Oh, they'd make like a great mental baby. The portal that he could open and like she can like uh, mind meld uh, through the. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> I think she would make the portal and he would make the. Never mind. Oh, Jesus Christ. So here's the thing that sucks for me. You win. First and foremost, you won this one. But I have to watch all like the research and shit I did and all these good guesses is on the tube to your like. I just really like. Violator. No, no, no. <laughs> Violator, I 
thought was like a killer villain. I did research the villains. You did. You should be mad about losing any of the superheroes. <laughs> I'm not though. <laughs> Except I for Jean Grey, I researched Jean Grey a lot. Was really Everybody else, good. I was just like, I like them. I like them. Good. I like them. You did a good job. Or I don't like them in Jubilee's case. Die. Get, get the fuck out. Dead. Although I didn't go so much with I like them that I picked Rogue yeah. anywhere because Rogue is always my favorite. I had but Rogue. I, didn't throw her anywhere. I had Rogue in the hero that gets sacrificed. I almost had her there, but yep. I, don't, I don't like the. I don't like to cry. Yeah, yeah, I would. Most of you. Yeah. I, I'll tell I you. I put Gambit as the funny one, and I knew you'd just shit on it. I would, too, man. Like, what? Some fucking, ma- some fucking magicians is going to come through and make me laugh at him? Fuck you. Oh, this is a card. Can you guess what it is? Yeah, you're dying from the bayou. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, I gave you Venom and Carnage in the second round. Though, you so did. We, like, tied with the villains. We each got two. You did. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think your bad who laughs is just a little too new, a little I'm, too nerdy. I'm gonna give you my comics. I ha- I have them. I'll return them. Yes, I know you will because you're very you're rogue's very not in any of them, right? No, of course. Then not. I'll return them in pristine I condition. <laughs> they won't be sticking together. Uh, so we have Jean yeah, Grey. Yeah, it's DC. I'm such a <laughs> <laughs> Catwoman's not in any of them, is she? No. Okay, you're safe again. Just, what a freaking no, dum dum. She is in one. Uh oh. But you'll see what happens. It's pretty brutal. So we have the leader, Jean Grey, the hero that gets sacrificed, How the Duck. We have the wild card slash hothead, Blade. Uh, the smart one, Doctor Strange, and the funny one, Deadpool, taking on, first and foremost, Venom and Carnage, who they initially sm- or eventually smash to get to Doomsday, who they beat in heroic fashion. Brutal fight. Yeah. Brutal fight, where I think How the Duck dies Brutal there. fight every day for a summer. Every day for a summer. No, I think How the Duck needs to get his head bitten off by Venom. What if they like zombied him? Like they like back and forth, like chewed him. Oh, that'd, be, that'd be dope. Rip him right in half. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, we how the duck this. gets ripped apart by Venom and Carnage, and then as the credits fade, you just hear, "It's time." And the Violator appears, and you know that the new Avengers Part Two is set up for the next blockbuster of the summer. I just, I love that you're like, you can't pick Satan. <laughs> he was in, in the comic. Yeah. It's, well, I have, I'm going to give it to you because the Violator, I do love the Violator. I could go no more evil than that. No, you could not. Can you please tell the people what's on tap and where you can find us? Oh, from something I hate to something I love. Huh? Yes, of course. Sure, sure, sure. So uh, on tap right now, we have the Jason Sleeping Bag that we had in segment one of the show. The Toasted Marshmallow IPA coming in at 6%. That's on tap now. Uh, we also have the Brutal Kit Tea on tap, a 4.9 blonde uh, cherry basil green tea ale. Um, and that's all we have for right now. We are brewing Jojinator tomorrow, though. Yes. Just a little heads up. You might be seeing that at a future. Actually, I'll tell you right now. So July 31st, that'll be after you're hearing this, we'll be at the Schoolkill County Brew Fest. Thanks, with, everybody uh, who came out. Yeah, thanks yeah. to everybody who came out. It was great seeing you. Um. August 29th, North Hills Homebrew Fest, which we plugged at the beginning of the show, in Cheswick, PA. I'll announce right now the two beers we're taking. Uh, as long as everything goes okay with them, I'm a little hesitant, but just to get the tickets going and just let you know what we're bringing. We're bringing the Tortuga and Fuego, which is our smoked poblano pale ale, and then we are bringing the Jojinator. Uh, we're so, smashing everybody. Yeah, we're, we're, coming, we're coming out with our favorite, Jojinator, and then my second favorite, the poblano. Coming out for being throats. Yeah. So, so come see us at the North Hills Homebrew Fest. After that, September 18th, we'll be at Brews and Bruises at the Green Tree Sportsplex. Some, rest, some pro wrestling and some, uh, some beer. Can't beat it. 
September 19th, the next day, we'll be at Homebrew and Chill at the All Saints Brewing Company in Greensburg, PA. Tickets on sale now. This will be our third time doing it. Loved it every time. Absolute Always get blast. a good turnout. It's, it's a great venue to have a beer fest. And you get some great brewers on that side of the city every year. Followed up. October's a little slow. We're actually working on one maybe for mid-October. Uh, but we'll let you know once everything becomes official. Uh, so for right now, our next one is November 6th. That is the Drink the Cookie Table event by Filled by Hops. It'll be at the Spirit in Lawrenceville. And it'll be all dessert-themed beers. Or at least everybody's bringing one dessert-themed beer. And then maybe my favorite, definitely my favorite of November. I'll put it that way. Because it's right up there with that Bruise and Bruises and that North Hills. Uh, is the first at Brewbox uh, Hops with Heroes event. And again, that uh, venue is still to be determined. But it will be on November 13th, the Saturday after Veterans Day. So come on out. Uh, support some veteran-owned businesses, some veteran-owned breweries. And have a good time. Yeah. And as always, if you want to know what's happened down here in the Judgeatorium, you can follow Adam at Bash underscore Brew on all social media. That is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to follow him on Untapped as well. And if you want to know what's happening down here with the boys, just follow us, Decay and WTB, on all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to send in your questions, comments, and whatevs to our email, decayingwtb at gmail.com. So, from the Judgeatorium to wherever the hell you're listening to this, until next time, cheers. Okay, with the boys coming. <laughs> <laughs> I guess got right in front of you.